Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio With SRN News I'm Ron Zerokstra The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recommending Americans cover their faces when leaving the house President Trump says guidance suggests we use makeshift coverings such as t-shirts, scarves, or bandanas to cover noses and mouths reserving medical grade masks for medical workers and first responders. President Trump says he'll ask Congress to approve more money for small business loans if the initial amount runs out. On Friday, the government launched the Paycheck Protection Program, offering $349 billion in loans to small businesses struggling to survive amid the pandemic. As companies rush to apply for money to keep employees on the payroll, the president tweets that he'll immediately ask Congress for more money to support small businesses if the original amount isn't enough. The loans are up to 100% forgivable as long as employers keep paying their workers. Greg Clugston, Washington. This is SRN News. They call this sheltering in place. Sometimes it feels lonely. Sometimes you get overwhelmed. That's when the radio comes on and the person on the other side is somebody you know, somebody you respect, somebody you trust. And in just a few minutes, you start to understand we can get through this. Everybody else is going through the same thing. What we're going through is hard. This radio station is going to get me through it all. We're all going to make it. On AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Hour 2 of your Northern Alliance Radio Network headliner, Mitch Berg, is coming up next. He's going to keep you informed about all things going on, politics, the pandemic, etc. And also to keep you informed, go to am1280thepatriot.com where you'll see the latest COVID-19 resources and news. Find these articles and many more at am1280thepatriot.com when you click COVID-19 updates and resources. Here's your Twin Cities forecast brought to you by Great Plains Windows and Doors. Sunny and high of 45. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, Here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that makes intellectual sheltering in space fun and useful. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. My game, bringing the truth to the people of the Twin Cities and the whole world, wherever you're listening. I'd love to hear from you. 651-289-4488, the number to call. We'll get you on the air. We will. I mean, I've, I'm on a roll here, but we will make time for phone calls if, in fact, we get phone calls. You can also reach us on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show if you'd rather express yourself in text form. Uh, either way, it's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot, going on 17 years of bringing, being perhaps the Twin Cities' most important media outlet in its own do-it-yourself kind of way. Anyway, Terminator N back in the studio. I am here at the uh, at the bunker in the Midway. Well, let's call it Narn Central for right now, at the very least. Brad Carlson coming up from Narn North. Uh, north? Northwest? North by Northwest? Anyway, he'll be coming up from his house tomorrow, inaugurating the uh, first weekend of li- uh, live from home broadcast for the Sunday Closer edition. King Banyan, of course, Saturday mornings, 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM 1440. The businessman, they've been doing it for 10 years. They, they uh, King knows how it's done. At any rate, we spent the last hour, the first hour, talking about the good angels on the right side of America's shoulder, thinking there are there are a lot of good things that can come out of this uh, of this epidemic. I mean, a lot of bad things, a lot of terrible, heartbreaking, tragic things as well. But as Scott Adams says, this is bringing out 
some of the best in America, out of our best and brightest. I mean, some of our best minds are working on, on dealing with this problem. And we may be on the brink of big things. There are a couple of possible treatments going around out there. First of all, the, the, the use of, of plasma, blood plasma from people who have had COVID, who are immune to, uh, to further infection, at least most likely immune to serious future infection. Yeah, there's a, there's a catch to that, that that's been popping up in research this past week, but keep your fingers crossed. One problem at a time. Transfusing plasma taken from people who are immune, who have suffered from COVID and have recovered, and trans, uh, transfusing it into current victims seems to have an effect. Seems to give their immune systems the leg up it needs to fight back against the virus and seems to be having an effect. Obviously, we need a big supply of people who are immune and a test to determine if you have had, not currently suffering from, but have had and have developed antibodies to COVID is on the way at some point. Obviously, it's got to go through an accelerated FDA approval process. But it's on the way. In fact, it's on the way from the Mayo Clinic. That's one of the many places working on it. And with a little luck, God's will and a tailwind, it'll get to market quickly. And I know a lot of people who had nasty coughs and fevers, flu-like symptoms, upper respiratory hacking uh, over the spring so far who are thinking, huh, maybe I'm it. And if that test gets out there, and gets to you, and you find out you're immune, likewise, I myself, yeah, get in there and donate some plasma. Somebody's going to need it. Anyway, and people are donating. There's, by the way, if you're able to donate blood, the American Red Cross needs it, needs it badly. Uh, so if you're able to, to donate, uh, contact the American Red Cross. I will be. I'm a regular donor. I literally uh, spend four times as long filling out the paperwork as I do actually doing the donation. Literally, I fill a bag in five minutes. So uh, get in there. If I can do it, anyone can. Uh, I urge you to give them a holler and, and get on the list to donate uh, blood because there is a crushing shortage out there. There's a lot of good th potential coming out of there. As I pointed out in the first hour, the the choice facing our nation right now is a little bit like in the old Hanna-Barbera and Warner Brothers cartoons from the 30s to the 50s, where a character going through a moral dilemma would be shown in cartoon form naturally with a with an angel on their right shoulder giving him the, the good choice, an angel that looked a little bit like them, and a devil on the left shoulder that also looked a little bit like them, giving them the, the not-so-good choice, being a little stinker. America faces that choice right now. We've got a good angel on our right shoulder. And we talked about that good angel, the possibility that people in America's urban areas that are currently suffering from the worst of the virus are starting to think maybe high-density lifestyle isn't for everyone. Maybe getting jammed into it by state policy isn't the best way to run a society. Maybe... Jamming everyone onto mass transit isn't the best way to fight the plague or to make a truly resilient society against these sorts of contagia. Maybe disarming the law-abiding citizens plays into the hands of those who exert their will to power in the absence of centralized authority. Maybe these are the lessons that our society is taking. That's the good angel talking. Maybe the free market when it is shown to be the, the system that has uh, actually dealt with this, that comes up with whatever solution we do wind up with, will get people to think twice about the whole notion of national health care, of, of Medicare for all, of, of single-payer health care, when they look and see what happened in, in Italy and what's going on in the United Kingdom right now as as the as the national health care systems fall farther and farther behind and the oldest and most vulnerable among us get sacrificed to the budget cuts that have been an inevitable result and and the healthcare rationing their inevitable result of a catastrophe like this in a national health care system. Maybe that's hoping that the good angels win out. 
the angels of our better nature, that, that people find some sense of discernment in the aftermath of this whole thing. It's possible. By the way, American public school kids staying home in droves. I'm going to have a hunch that we have a generation of kids who are a lot smarter than they would have been otherwise. I mean, uh, there's a lot of hemming and hawing about this right now. Uh, Articles say there's no research to measure what the effect of this immense three-week-long snow day will be. Americans have never canceled so much school for so many children. But we do know one thing, uh, this according to an article that came out uh, earlier this past week in the Washington uh, Post. We know one thing for sure, the impact will not simply disappear. It will linger on into next school year and beyond. Indeed, indeed and analysts and others have uh, on the subject have found that the effects of a single great teacher or a single substandard teacher can be measured into adulthood. And the negative effects of chronic absenteeism also last forever. Of course, it's a it's it's a false comparison. Yes, a single great teacher can affect a kid, but there's nothing about sitting in a classroom trying to find some breathable air and and waiting to go to the bathroom that in, in, that that necessarily means you'll find a better teacher than you will uh, at home, looking around through the resources that are available to you. And by the way, the chronic absenteeism is usually a symptom of other pathologies not being forced to stay at home i mean some people kids heaven help them all come out to learn and some don't that's a separate problem from from an epidemic it's a symptom of a whole different epidemic a social one anyway i predict the only dire results from this uh, three-month-long national snow day uh assuming that the truth ever gets out according to our media, is that is that the people kids will actually fare most kids. Not every single kid, not every kid in, a, in an extreme situation, but most kids will actually learn more at home, dealing with life, dealing with their parents, learning to a great extent on their own pace, learning what they need to learn as opposed to what they're told to learn when they're told to learn it. That's a vital thing, a vital principle in alternative education. I think you'll see an awful lot of people uh, questioning the assumptions by which the public education system works. Not just K through 12, mind you. I think you're seeing an awful lot of college kids who are thinking, why am I jamming myself into a classroom and paying 20000 bucks a year, if I'm lucky, to do it? And... And when I could be doing this remotely on my own, learning on the fly, as I'm being forced to do right now by this epidemic. I think there's a strong case to be made that uh, secondary, uh, sorry, post-secondary education is going to be changed for the better by this whole ordeal. That's assuming that good angels on our right shoulder went out. But nothing guarantees that. The will to power, Friedrich Nietzsche referred to it, the, the, the urge on the part of some to exert power, inevitably power over others, it's also a real thing. And we're seeing some examples of that, of the bad, the devil on America's left shoulder whispering in our, in our ear as well. This past week, the mayor of Los Angeles, actually, this this morning, this uh, piece is datelined uh, from Town Hall. L.A. Mayor uh, Garcetti wants, quote, snitches, end quote, to, I can't believe I'm seeing this in a headline in a, a respectable publication, wants snitches to rat out their neighbors for a reward. Los Angeles mayor, by the way, this is a dateline from Town Hall today, uh, Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti need it even be said, he's a Democrat, is encouraging residents in Los Angeles to tattle on their neighbors to, who defy his stay-at-home order. Specifically, he's targeting businesses that continue to remain open despite not being considered, quote, essential, end quote, at least by government's politicized standards. Quote, if any non-essential businesses continue to operate in violation of the stay-at-home order, we're going to act to enforce the safer-at-home order and ensure their compliance, Garcetti said. <laughs> this next one here is 
just so very telling. Quote, this is Mayor Eric Garcetti, the mayor of America's second largest city. Quote, you know the old saying about snitches? Well, in this case, snitches get rewards. Anybody getting echoes of the Stasi here? Kids, ask your parents what the Stasi is. Oh, the devil on America's left shoulder isn't done talking. Northern Alliance, we'll be right back. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-881-4747. That's 1-800-881-4747. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-881-4747. SelectQuote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Warning. If you thought it was safe putting your money into a retirement plan all these years, then think again, because you're about to get sucker punched by the biggest tax to hit Americans' retirement savings in over a 100 years. Everything you've worked for and put away for retirement, this Congress is coming for it, using a new law that gives the IRS the green light to be able to confiscate 30% or more of your retirement savings. It's all spelled out in plain English in this free new book from the Center for Retirement Security. Get your free copy of The New American Retirement Plan and learn how you can still take back your retirement from the prying hands of Uncle Sam. Simply text the word RETIRE to 95999. On page 62, you'll learn the first move you need to make to save your IRAs and 401k. On page 143, how you can legally collect up to 76% more every month on your Social Security payouts. Text RETIRE to 95999 for your free copy. Text RETIRE to 95999. This is Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities. During times of crisis, this radio station will continue to be a reliable source of news and information. We take this very seriously and ask that you continue to stand behind not only our station by listening every day, but by continuing to do business with our local marketing partners. It's because of their support that we can be a beacon of strength when our culture needs it the most. Visit this station's website to learn more or call us at 651-405-8800. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. AM 1280, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Join us, won't you please, there, by phone, or by Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's N-A-R-N Show. Hey, you want to find the latest COVID-19 updates, resources, help uh, for whatever ails you, literally, figuratively, am12athepatriot.com, click on COVID-19 updates and resources. That's what you get there, updates and resources regarding the epidemic that is sweeping this country. 74 more new cases uh, in America, or rather in Minnesota, which, by the way, is expected, and in fact, perhaps a little slower than expected. I think that's like 20-some cases. I'm sorry, 20 more, uh, 20, the increase has gone up by 20, which is inevitable. Uh, We expect the peak to come in the next two or three weeks. It's going to mean a lot of sick people. We're currently up to, I believe, 22 uh, fatalities in Minnesota. It's going to get worse. I've gone to the point where I'm just counting fatalities. Cases themselves are only worth so much um, at this point since until testing is much more ubiquitous. Anyway, 
We're talking about the angels on America's shoulder. First hour, we talked about the uh, good angels on the right shoulder telling America, treasure freedom, treasure the free market, treasure innovation, treasure the freedom to protect yourself, your family, your property, your freedom, your community. Ask the Koreans of Los Angeles. Oh, yeah, Los Angeles is run by idiots. No, worse than idiots. Los Angeles is run by someone who has taken a message from the Stasi. That's, uh, that's by the way, ger- German likes to, the German language likes to come up with long words for everything. It's the East German term for the Staatssicherheitspolizei, the state security police. Germans don't like saying long words any more than the rest of us. They shortened it to Stasi. And they had a program, like all communist countries do everywhere, uh, encouraging, including Cuba, including North Korea, encouraging neighbors to rat out their neighbors for crimes real or imagined. Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti says any non-essential businesses continue to operate, uh, we're going to come get you. You know the old expression, he says, about stitch, uh, snitches. Well, in this case, snitches get rewards. Quote, we want to thank you for turning folks in and making sure we're all safe, said the mayor at a press conference. Quote, your decision to stay home may mean that there's one less person who needs a ventilator we do not have. By the way, uh, while the mayor's team encouraged residents to submit business violators on the city's website, it's unclear what the so-called rewards will be, if anything. And you'd like to think it couldn't happen here. And by here, I mean the United States of America. And, of course, California is literally and technically still the United States of America. So let's reel in our scope just a tad. We like to think it couldn't happen here in Minnesota, but, well, you know where I see what I say about uh, Minnesota progressives always aiming towards being the next San Francisco? Yeah. Minnesota now has a hotline and email for residents to report violations, and we're told those violations are businesses, and we're told that the governor said, I mean, the governor literally wrote, this is not a, 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 a license to violate the Constitution. But there have been people charged with crimes because of the Minnesota Stasi hotline in the past week, and it's going to get worse. In fact, lots of things are going to get worse uh, if the devil on our left shoulder uh, gets listened to, as Mayor Garcetti most certainly has. First, let's go to the phones. St. Louis Park. Mark, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You are on the air. Go right ahead. It's another great show, and I think the Seattle police chief, it's even worse if you hear someone making a comment about another nationality, that's that's a bad comment. You're supposed to call nine one one. So oh, it's even worse yeah. in Seattle. No joke. Yeah. But I just had to just had to remind you. There's a Minneapolis resilience officer. It's a it's a position in Minneapolis, and part of the job is for is for planning for the environment and and uh, also it's also part of the job is for human and natural disasters. So I was talking to my brother-in-law about that, and I said, well. The fact that they banned all drive-throughs really must have to suck for Minneapolis residents who have to drive all the way out now to the suburbs to go through a drive-through. We feel bad about the citizens of Minneapolis <laughs> for that reason alone. And I'll hang up and listen to you. Thanks very Absolutely. much. Thanks for your call, as always, Mark. Yeah, though, though the resilience of Minneapolis—that's you brought that up, and I, I, I was going to try and get to that subject this hour, and, and now I will. I mean, it was kind of low on my priorities, but but now I will. Both the cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul and I suspect probably Rochester as well, have impaneled resiliency offices headed by, well, DFL political hangers-on, inevitably. I mean, they've both been uh, people whose only qualification in life is they were loyal DFL foot soldiers. In Minneapolis's case, for uh, a number, a stra- the first resiliency officer was the, the daughter of a career St. Paul school bureaucrat, Joanne, uh, last name was Knuth. The mother was Joanne, who was a St. Paul school bureaucrat that I, uh, who I hold in particular disdain for personal reasons. Long story. Uh, and her daughter, whose name eludes me, I'm sure Brad Carlson will text it to me momentarily, because he's my one-man fact-checking office, uh, was the uh, Katie Knuth. Thank you very much. Uh, Katie Knuth was the city of Minneapolis' first resiliency officer. She was on the job for, what, 18 months? Provided not one single piece of work product 
I mean, resiliency office uh, in St. Paul, by the way, is Matt Stark, my former city councilman. But the office is entirely a political sop, a, a bit of virtue signaling to get the city resilient against climate change and identity politics, not actual threats, nothing about responding to terror, nothing about responding to epidemics, to the extent that the, quote, resiliency offices have done anything at all. It's been counterproductive in the current uh, scheme of things, pushing actively for things like banning or or taxing plastic bags, single-use paper bags, pushing people towards the the carry-on Petri dishes that are the reusable cloth bags, uh, pushing people more into mass transit because, of course, the resiliency they're talking about is the sort of resiliency that Greta Thunberg is yapping at us about and that the media has declared is the only viable approach to all climatary issues, climate, climate related issues, not resilience against catastrophes like this. What are you nuts? Anyway. So, uh, absolutely. Thanks for your call, Mark. The, the mayor of, uh, Mayor Garcetti in Los Angeles has basically instituted a policy of telling citizens to snitch his term, not mine, to rat out, that media's term, not mine, businesses that violate the, the, the shutdown order. By the way, as we pointed out last week, he's also seized control of the water and power departments to shut down water and power and sewage and whatnot to businesses that violate his order. And you think, that's all common sense, right? That's not a progressive power grab, is it? Have you been listening to the show at all? <laughs> of course. We talked about it last week. We've talked about it periodically in many, many crises, much smaller than this one. All of progressivism. I'm not going to say every Democrat. I'm not going to say every DFLer, but all of progressivism is about getting power. And it follows a commandment laid down during the Obama administration by former Chicago mayor, former White House chief of staff, Rahm Emanuel, said never waste a crisis. And by which they mean never waste a crisis and its effect in getting you more power, you meaning progressive politicians. Now, what you saw in Los Angeles under Mayor Garcetti is a particularly venal and thuggish approach that must be an aberration, right? Snitch lines in, in Los Angeles and Minnesota. Oh, hang on to your hats. We're not done. This past week, California Governor Gavin Newsom said, and I quote, coronavirus is an opportunity to create a new, quote, progressive era, end quote. And I'm continue, continuing to quote the governor of America's bluest, biggest, highest population, at least, state. And I quote, we see this as an opportunity to reshape the way we do business and how we govern. Let that sink in. Governor Newsom, former mayor of San Francisco, lifetime progressive visionary and party hack sees this as an opportunity to expand the power, the reach, the effect of progressivism on society, to use this as an opportunity to reshape how we, the people, do business and how we govern. The COVID virus is to America's progressives what the Reichstag fire was, if you take Governor Newsom seriously, and I do, if you take him at his words, and if you take him at the motive behind those words laid down by Rahm Emanuel, practiced by progressive politicians going back to the dawn of the era from Woodrow Wilson through FDR through Lyndon Baines Johnson, and down to our current wave, your Bernie Sanderses, your Tide Pod Evitas, 
your Tina Flint Smiths, your Ilhan Omars, and yes, your Governor Gavin Newsom's. This is a crisis that they do not intend to waste. This is one of the most prime examples of the bad devil on America's left shoulder whispering into the ear of those in power saying, it's right there for you to come and take it. Come and take it. Like the apple in the Garden of Eden referenced in the song that led off this segment. And you know how that ended up. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot Be right back. The Families First Coronavirus Response Act was recently passed and signed into law to help you in these difficult times. Tune in to Money Matters with Al and Mike as they talk about key provisions that present safety nets along with opportunities for your retirement accounts. Al and Mike will share strategies to help you balance your current financial needs and your long-term retirement in these unprecedented times. Listen to Money Matters with Al and Mike, noon Saturday on AM 1280 The Patriot, or call them now with your questions at 855-231-6010. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. More and more these days, it feels like sports are losing out to hype. Who dissed who? Who signed the fattest contract? Who got busted for cheating? Lost 2 is the unique capacity sports have to inspire us, to unite us. Well, great news, sports fans. Sports are still being played for the right reasons. They're still as entertaining as they are character building. You just have to know where to find it. And you only have to look as far as your local Minnesota high school. You know, the place where the games are exciting, concessions are affordable, and the parking is free. Where the emphasis is on hustle and heart instead of hype. If you prefer real, honest-to-goodness sport played for all the right reasons, you'll find it at your hometown high school high school sports games are being played this weekend at a minnesota high school near you okay everybody who's in this message presented by the minnesota state high school league and the minnesota interscholastic activities administrators association remember when we found out we were expecting you and we were so surprised. You were? Yep, but then we heard your heartbeat and knew you were going to change our lives. What happened after that? Well, you grew and grew in my tummy. You started kicking, sucking your thumb, and even making a fist. No wonder I was a surprise. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366- 7773 or visit our website at org, or better yet simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword pro-life pro-life across america is non-political and totally educational a baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception Need quotes on roofing, siding, or windows, but don't want several salespeople trouncing through your home? Well, just a few pictures from you and a short phone call with me, and I'll email you three competing quotes on any brand from three trusted local contractors. Set up a virtual appointment today at GetMyThreeQuotes.com. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Don't forget Brad Carlson coming up tomorrow doing the usual closer edition of the show from 1 to 3 p.m. By the way, Brad points out the, the, the snitch lines have every potential to turn out as badly in California as uh, they have, as red flag laws uh, seem to have done. That's right. Any, anything where, where you're allowing government the power to turn people's grudges and resentments against each other is potentially a really, really terrible idea. Feel free to join us, by the way, at 651-289-4488 or via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. Either way, we're there. We're ready. Uh, we're ready to go. Operators are standing by. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> the uh, we're talking about the potential takeaways for this country, for this society from the current epidemic. I've used the metaphor of the old cartoon devil on the left shoulder. Uh, angel on the right shoulder, both in the image of the character. Let's just use Yosemite Sam or Bugs Bunny or Daffy Duck 
as our metaphorical vehicle here. Either way, there's a devil whispering in their left ear, an angel in the right ear, and the character has free will to decide what they're going to go. But really, uh, it's one of those cases where Warner Brother cartoons are, are just brilliant little gems of philosophical analysis. Really, if you want to think about it that way, or you just watch them and get the laughs. doesn't matter. They don't make them like that anymore, by the way. Uh, but we're focusing this hour on the devil speaking in America's left ear. Uh, and we the, the not the biggest example, well, in some ways the biggest example would be that of Governor Gavin Newsom of California saying that coronavirus is an opportunity to create a new progressive era, uh, seeing it as an opportunity to reshape how society does business, how society governs. In other words, doing what the libertarians have been warning us about, taking the crisis that faces us and not wasting it, as Rahm Emanuel commands progressives to do, and using that to take liberty from Americans and not give it back. So you can see how this is shaping up. You have some progressive jurisdictions across this country that are using the crisis as an excuse to shut down rights like, well, free assembly, that goes without saying, and that's, there's precedent for that in public health emergencies, shutting down the right to free assembly. We can argue that out in court, and we no doubt will for some time here. But shutting down, well, one of their favorites, the right to keep and bear arms. Yeah, uh, there are places like California that are fighting that one right now. And by the way, the headlines have been pointing out, yeah, we've got a lot of Asian Americans looking for a little protection like their ancestors in uh, little Koreatown did in Los Angeles 28 years ago and finding, holy cow, there's a 10-day waiting period to get a firearm to protect yourself, your family, your property, your community, and your freedom. And it was passed by people just like them. And now they're seeing why all of us Second Amendment advocates braved being called paranoid for all those years to say, you are going to regret this someday. And for that, you should be thankful that uh, gun rights advocates in Minnesota in 2015 were able to uh, fight back and put in provisions in Minnesota state law saying that the government did not have the freedom to confiscate guns or indeed, for that matter, shut down gun stores without shutting down literally every other store in the state of any kind. We managed to bulletproof the Second Amendment just a little bit here in Minnesota, and for that we should all be thankful. In fact, as Mary points out via social media, we should be grateful for an awful lot of things in this crisis. Well, let's go to the phones. Rick in Invergrove Heights, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You're well, thanks right for ahead. taking my call. You were uh, talking about the devils on the left. I thought that was an invitation for me to call, so I'm calling. Free. Um, <laughs> I, I just want to make the observation that the thing that frustrates me is that you know, a pandemic doesn't have a political philosophy. Right. It doesn't really care about people's personal freedoms. It doesn't care about religious freedom. It operates the way that it operates. And when I see the amount of, of governors who decide, you know, we're not going to shut down business because we don't believe in that. Or we think, you know, putting a thousand people in a church service on Sundays is fine because we don't, re- we don't want to, you know, we don't want to get in the middle of someone's religious freedom. That's all well and good, but that doesn't make it any less dangerous. And I think that a lot of people talk in this sort of, you know, highfalutin, oh, I have this particular a- attitude about personal freedom. I have this particular attitude about religious freedom. That's all well and good, but it doesn't make it safe. And I think yeah, freedom has response. By the way, yeah. freedom has concomitant responsibilities, right? If you want to open your church on Sunday, I'm all for it. And by the way, you, those governors may well be forestalling a fairly significant First Amendment lawsuit uh, affecting Americans' freedom to associate, even against their better will. However, the responsibility should be incumbent upon those churches and any other uh, group that stays open during this time of social distancing to make sure that people are sitting six feet apart in those pews preferably wearing masks, preferably doing, taking the, the me- uh, measures that they need to to not spread the contagion throughout the community. Uh, Rick, I don't disagree with you. I, I see the churches in Florida and Georgia and a few other places uh, re- being allowed by government to reopen. I get the rationale for it. I don't think it's especially highfalutin to stand up for free, uh, freedom 
even at times when it's inconvenient. But on the other hand, uh, you are absolutely right. With freedom comes responsibility, and one would hope that those churches that are reopening uh, down in the South and anywhere right now are doing the responsible thing and keeping those people apart. Reminds me of the old saying, uh, a a very devout Christian was sitting on his uh, porch when the dam broke, and he saw the water sliding down the street, and he said, Lord, protect me. He started praying. And, uh, and and shortly after that, a National Guard truck came up the flooded street and said, hey, climb on. And he said, oh, no, I, I, I'm, God's going to protect me. So the truck drives off. The water rises up above his porch, and he climbs up back into the first floor of his house. And a boat comes by and says, hey, come on, uh, join us here. I mean, we're, we're going to get you to safety. And, and the homeowner said, oh, God's looking out for me. Uh, and uh, the boat isn't going to try and persuade him, so it takes off. Well, it's pretty soon the water rises above the second floor, and he climbs up on his roof, and uh, a helicopter comes down and says, hey, you want me to, well, let's get you to safety. He said, oh, Lord's going to look out for me. Well, pretty soon the homeowner's standing on his tiptoes on the very peak of his roof, and the water is lapping at his ankles, and he said, Father, why have you forsaken me up here on this rooftop? And God calls down and says, Dude, I sent you a, a truck, a boat, and a helicopter. What do you want? There is, I believe, the Lord does intercede through earthly agents, and it, one would do well to be aware of them uh, as one follows it through one's walk in life. Miracles happen, but frequently, indeed most often, they come from people around us, and uh, it's best not to turn down the ones you're sent. And anyway, thank you very much for your call, Rick. Uh, I believe you may be a first-time caller. Welcome. Uh, don't be a stranger. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Now, Rick did make an excellent point. I mean, a number of excellent points, uh, and I don't disagree with him. But he made the point that uh, the, the virus doesn't discriminate between people. The virus is a virus, a human being of any creed, color, politics, race, affectional orientation, pronoun preference. You're just a host to a virus. And so when Tide Pod Evita says, and I quote, COVID deaths are disproportionately spiking in black plus brown communities. Why? Because the chronic toll of redlining, environmental racism, again, a meaningless term, wealth gap, etc., are underlying health conditions. Again, Tide Pod Evita cannot possibly be that dumb. She is writing for people who don't think about it all that hard, who are used to getting their facts unvarnished, unexamined from people farther up the progressive food chain than them. She's not that stupid. But viruses don't disproportionately target anyone. Now, they are passed between those hosts much more rapidly in high-density environments in places like trains and buses and crowded bars. And yeah, churches crowded full of ill-advised people driven by faith. And I'm going to suggest perhaps just a little ill-advisedly. If you're listening, by the way, from any of these communities looking to get together with your community of faith, I strongly urge you, please wear a mask, stay six feet apart, don't be coughing on people. Wash your hands before and after. Sanitize the best you can. Do the best you can with that. Uh, let's go back to the phones in Maplewood. Matt, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go right ahead. Thanks for, ta- thanks for taking my call. I agree with you that at the time of choosing for the U.S. here, and I think, uh, unfortunately, I kind of see the next stage is going to be at a state-by-state level. I think there's going to be some rebellion among the states in terms of the reaction as far as when, you know, at what point do we start getting people back to work and just so we don't totally crater our economy. And then I think we're going to get into an issue of federalism, and that's going to be an interesting uh, quandary we're going to have here is that debate that I think is long overdue as far as how much power these states have, how much power the federal government has. And also, you know, it might, might cause us to question maybe these states and these governors have too much power that's unchecked. It is entirely possible. And by the way, the, the, the act of checking that government power is in your hands. You elect people who reflect this fall, ideally, uh, who reflect your views on the, the, the level of power the governor has and make it stick. And it's happened before. 
And I urge people to look continuously at the results that the Second Amendment movement has had in organizing people to fight back against potential government overreach. Again, as I mentioned earlier in the segment, in Minnesota, it is illegal for Governor Walz to shut down gun stores and to stop issuing carry permits and purchase permits until literally every other business in the state closes with it. And that was done by people like you and me. And they happened to be focused like a laser beam on the gun issue, forsaking all other politics in so doing. But by golly, it worked. And if we can do it, on that, on the Second Amendment issue, we can do it on literally every other single issue. And I hope you will do it. I hope that is the good angel speaking in everyone's right ear right now. Get out there and fight for your freedom. It is your job. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Do you have 2020 vision spiritually, geopolitically? If you want to make a difference in your life that impacts years to come, then it's time to stand with Israel by going there. Consider the thrilling excitement of joining nationally syndicated media host Dr. Sebastian Gorka on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd to 11th. More than a vacation, this journey will guide you through centuries of faith as you visit significant places right out of Holy Scripture. Together with like-minded travelers, you'll see over 40 iconic sites during the 10-day tour. You can pray at the Western Wall in Old City, Jerusalem, float in the Dead Sea, take a boat out onto the Sea of Galilee, or explore the inside of the Garden Tomb. Set forth a new personal vision for this year and reserve your spot on the Stand with Israel Tour this December 2nd to 11th. Register at am1280thepatriot.com. Hi, this is Lee and Matthew with The Kingdom Builders. We've just been reflecting recently on the unchanging nature of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've also been reflecting on the fact that we tend to make changes in our business every year, whether it's in equipment or whether it's personnel or even our understanding of how things work in our industry. We're constantly changing and hopefully getting better and better and better all the time. But it's so comforting when you're thinking about these things to remember that the Lord Jesus and his message, the gospel, and the result of believing in the gospel are unchanging. At the Kingdom Builders, we're constantly making changes to serve you better, but there's one thing that doesn't change, that we're centered on the foundation of the Lord Jesus. So if you'd like an honest assessment on your roof or gutters, give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. From your first sunrise to the sunset of life, we are with you through life's journey. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Visit socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Don't forget Brad Carlson coming up tomorrow from 1 to 3 p.m. Right here on the AM 1280, The Patriot. King Banyan, Saturday morning next week at uh, 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. Great to hear from all of you out there. Mary uh, sends in by social media. We all need to be grateful. Yes, we do. We have to be grateful for what we have. Those of you who are working, be thankful that you got an income. Those of you who aren't, be thankful that help is on the way. All of us, be thankful that if we listen to the angel on our right shoulder, the recovery from this should be epic. It should be epic. Uh, Pat writes, hoping everyone remembers the next time the local schools want to ram huge referenda down the throats of taxpayers to build the Taj Mahals. Also uh, says uh, that they're going to call the wall snitch line and report um, themselves for being in a group of 10 or more 
but that uh, her name is Sybil. Makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> At any rate, thanks, thank you all for uh, for being in contact here today. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. The number to call. I've thought about this a bit here lately. Uh, I've talked a little bit about about life in the the Berg household over the past few weeks, um, and thinking about the way the rest of society has been responding in the years since nine eleven and Katrina and Sandy and Los Angeles riots and and other such episodes, Americans seem to have learned a bit about crisis preparedness. That's the good news. The bad news, they learned it from watching The Walking Dead. So let's talk about crisis preparedness right now. I'm a little weird in that department. I grew up in missile country. I I grew up 20 miles from the nearest Minuteman missile silo, which, ask your parents, kids, it's a cement can full of hell on earth. Uh, There were 330 of them within 200 miles of my hometown. And each of them was a target for at least one, probably more like two or three Soviet uh, incoming missile warheads. You do the math. Now, once I became aware of what the Cold War was about, it was pretty unmistakable that the whole world could be obliterated by somebody's temper tantrum or even just a stupid mistake from someone bureaucrat half a world away who was probably just not a whole lot brighter than some of my teachers. Now, I was in North Dakota at a time when the Dust Bowl was still right in the living memory for a lot of adults, including in my family, literally closer to my eighth grade years than my eighth grade years are to the present which is really a head warp right there. There are probably still some sand tucked under people's corners of stores and houses from the dust storms around Jamestown back then, on top of all the other tornadoes and blizzards and and stuff that can kill you, even normal times up there. And I grew up listening to stories from the old country about the famines in Norway in the 1800s that left my great-great-grandparents subsisting on tree bark soup during the bad times. And then I started reading history, and I learned about history way too young. Things like the plagues, earthquakes, volcanoes, droughts, and the worst disasters of all, the man-made ones, the Holocaust, the Holodomor, the, 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 the Gulag, the Great Leap Forward, Schmidt-Spionum, the French Revolution, and all the other wars that have happened since the dawn of civilization, and there have been a lot. Or... Even, for that matter, the 68 riots uh, all over the country, the Los Angeles riots in 92, all the civil disorder after Katrina and Sandy. And I learned a couple lessons. Number one, man's natural state is tyranny and barbarism. And keeping that at bay is something conservatism recognizes as the highest order of civilization. The struggle between freedom and order is a life or death matter. Second, even if mankind takes a break from being evil, Mother Nature is a conniving drama queen who is going to try to kill you. If not with earthquakes and hurricanes and tornadoes, oh my, then with bacteria and viruses, as it's trying to do today. Thanks, Mother Nature. I also grew up kind of near the end of Mormon country. And... As such, I had a variety of friends and acquaintances whose families made it a matter of faith to not be blown around figuratively or literally by disasters, natural or man-made. And I grew up reading accordingly. Books like Alas, Babylon, uh, a bit of Third World War fiction, or Lucifer's Hammer, or uh, by, by Jerry Purnell, by the way, Alas, Babylon by Pat Frank, or nonfiction books like Life After Doomsday by Bruce Clayton, or Survival Guns by Mel Tappan, or The Basic Four Cookbook by the Mormon Church. I'm not a Mormon, but you want to be subsistent in a in a crisis? They wrote the book, several of them, literally. <clears throat> and How to Survive the Bomb by Pat Frank. And I absorbed, well, a lot of ideas, a mindset saying, let's try and be resilient. Not in the sense that Minneapolis and St. Paul yap about with their resiliency officers, which are basically uh, make-work programs for DFL hacks, combined with being uh, basically institutional virtue signaling about climate and race. So when someone asks me, what do you think about this epidemic, my response, frequently a quiet one, is I kind of feel like I've been waiting for it all my life. And if you think that sounds depressing like I have a fundamentally pessimistic attitude about life. It's not. 
You might have to trust me on this one here because I don't have a lot of time to go into it. It almost deserves its entire show all by itself. Now, as world-changing events go, COVID is down the list a bit. It's not World War II. We won't have 8% of our population flying around the world. It's not World War I. We're not going to have a significant percentage of the population dying. We won't lose 900,000 dead like we did in World War II if you adjust for the growth in population. It's not the Great Depression. The underlying economy, if you leave out the epidemic, is booming right along if you don't worry about national debts and deficits. And I can't solve that myself. Don't know about you. I keep trying. been trying for 40 years ever since I became a conservative. But it's, it's not even the Spanish flu or forget about the bubonic plague. It's not going to hollow our society out. It may not even be remembered any more than the Hong Kong flu is today in 50 years. It's not even Krakatoa. I mean, which affected harvests around the world for years after it blew. None of those things. COVID is a major natural disaster right now. But in the great sweep of things, it's a little like Kathy Griffin, some annoying D-lister disaster that pops up from time to time and makes everyone wonder, what are we thinking? And it goes away. And hopefully in 50 years, we'll have the luxury of looking back at COVID and said, this was the bad old days. But I hope people take two things away other than the whole good angel, bad devil thing. First of all, take a look at this and remember what life is like in a terminal socialist economy, because this is it. Not just the empty shelves, but government telling you what you can do, what your life is worth, what your freedom really is when the chips are down. And that we, you and I, all of us, think of doing a little head and doing some of your panic shopping before you have to panic next time. Take the good times and sock away a little Tylenol and water and firewood and, for heaven's sake, some toilet paper. I mean, come on, enough with the panic there. Maybe some Kansas stew if you're so inclined. Maybe even, whether whatever your politics, the means to protect it all from getting taken away by force. And enjoy life all the more with a certain amount of prudent realization that social stability depends on you. It begins at home. It depends on your votes this fall. Don't like the way your freedom's been sapped? Go out and take it back this fall. I'll be right there with you. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. See you next week. God bless you all. God bless America. Relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. I come from the doctor's clinic this morning, 28 staples out of my knee, and I am not taking painkillers. Why? Because I don't need to. I'm taking Relief Factor. Yes, it's a triple dose, but it doesn't have any negative side effects, and I am doing just fine. Thank you very much. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com, and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. That's truly remarkable to be liberated from your pain for less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Go right now. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. This is your opportunity to be the next success story. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771. That's 800-523-3771. 800-523-3771. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station 
is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. AM. 